the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Children may follow the cross to the undercroft for a children's homily. They'll return at the peace. Children are also welcome to stay in their pews. Please be seated. Today our service features music by the Beatles, the most successful band in history. Beatles music is as popular now as it's been for decades with fans of all ages. Songs like Yesterday and Hey Jude have become iconic. My parents both like the Beatles and so do I. And so when I found out I was preaching this weekend, I was excited. But the more I thought through the idea of a Beatles mass, I started to wonder why we had chosen their music to use in our worship. As I said, I like the band, and yet the question still came to me. What makes this good music to sing in church? The songs, of course, are great. Everyone is familiar with them, but is that enough? It seemed to me that church music should be more than just fun or popular. It should have something to do with our faith. I was, in short, wondering how to relate the Beatles on one hand to Christianity on the other. Our Eucharist, the other theme service we had this summer, sidestepped the issue. Bono is a Christian, and the U2 songs we sang that Sunday had very Christian themes themes their lyrics made almost explicit. Those songs didn't feel much different from the kind of music we sing every week at our 845 service. And so it seemed perfectly fine to use U2's songs during our worship. And that service was a great success. But the Beatles aren't quite like that. While the band's four members were all raised in either Roman Catholic or Protestant homes, they had become atheists or agnostics by the time of their success. We're not quite sure what we are, John Lennon explained, but it was clear that they were not traditional Christians. Later on, Lennon even famously declared that the group had become bigger than Jesus, a statement which provoked furor from Christians across the world. And when the Beatles did incorporate spiritual ideas in their music, it was usually far different from the clearly Christian themes of U2, at least on the surface. The Beatles' music is in many ways more influenced by Eastern religions like Hinduism than the Christianity of their upbringing. So the question comes back, why is this the right music for us to sing in church? Are songs like Here Comes the Sun and Yesterday really good hymns and spiritual songs for us to sing and make melody to the Lord to use St. Paul's phrase? I believe the answer is yes, and I came to this conclusion through thinking on this morning's gospel reading. I had sat down to write my sermon, and as I was going over the readings, one phrase from Jesus' words seemed to leap off the page. Just as the living Father sent me, he says, and I live because of the Father, 
so whoever eats me will live because of me. Jesus, who is God the Son, has life because of God the Father. And somehow, through the sacrament of communion, we can come to share in this life. That's the usual Catholic interpretation of the passage. While Protestants might emphasize the sacrament less and focus more on trusting in Christ as our Savior. Now, both interpretations seem reasonable, but neither explains why we're singing the music of the Beatles today. I live because of the Father, Jesus tells us, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized that everything lives, everything has its being because of God the Father. The Nicene Creed, the ancient statement of our faith, phrases this very well. God is the maker of heaven and earth, of all things seen and unseen. This is shockingly universal. The creed tells us God has created not just all human beings and animals, not just the stars or the sea, but all things. Without him, as St. John puts it, not one thing came into being. We also know this time from Genesis that God has created all things good, that he is the source and foundation of all goodness. God looked on his creation and declared that it was very good. Now, our human choice toward evil has marred the world, but it is still true that every good thing we encounter is a gift from God. When a stranger does us some act of kindness, God is the ultimate source of that kindness. When we see the birth of a beautiful newborn child, God is the ultimate source of that wonderful event. This is true even when we refuse to see it, whether because we do not trust in God or even if we do not believe he exists. I think the hardest time to see God's goodness at work is when we do something good ourselves. My tendency is to claim all the credit for my good deeds and to forget that it is only by God's grace that I am able to do them at all. Only by his example as the fundamental good that we can do the right thing. Just as Jesus tells us that he has life because of the Father, so our good actions and all the good and love in the world has its life through the Father's goodness. Now that we have the theology out of the way, how do we connect this back to the Beatles? I don't think it matters much if Let It Be was written by an agnostic, an agnostic who emphasized that the Mother Mary of the song was not meant as a biblical reference. I still believe the song is wonderful, inspirational, and moving, and I think that whether he realized it or not, Paul McCartney included some very Christian themes in the lyrics. And when the night is cloudy, there is still a light that shines on me, McCartney sang. And I cannot think of a better way of rephrasing the words than the opening of John's gospel, that the light of Christ shines in the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome it. Let It Be is truly a good song, not just because it is fun or popular, but because it has brought beauty and joy to so many people across the years. And if the song is beautiful and good and true, then these things must come from God, because there isn't any other source of goodness in our universe. McCartney might not have known it, but the Spirit was moving through him when he wrote those lyrics. Similarly, I don't believe the beliefs of the Beatles or their intentions when writing makes a bit of difference when we're deciding if their music is good to sing in church. The only thing that matters is whether or not a song is full of life and light and the Spirit of God. Now, not every band or every song will fit this description. 
but those that do are not limited to Christian musicians or traditional hymns. I think we should be open to seeing the work of God everywhere, that we ought to remember that God's goodness can and has inspired people to do wonderful things and to create beautiful art regardless of their specific beliefs. All the good in the world is God's good. And that is why, going back to St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, it is not just okay, but excellent, to use the music of the Beatles in our worship. Through singing these songs, we are filled with the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that inspired the beautiful, traditional hymns in our hymnal. So whenever you encounter something good, something true or beautiful, whether a song or a movie or the loving actions of someone else, remember that God is the source of that goodness, the source even when he is minimized or forgotten, even if he is specifically disavowed. John Lennon, in his song Imagine, dreams of a world with no religion, no heaven or hell. And yet in the same song, he dreams of an end to war and hunger and greed. Though he didn't realize it, though he might have denied it, those latter set of dreams were a gift from God, pointing Lenin and all who have heard his music to the true life that Jesus gives. Christ has promised us eternal life in the gospel today. And he tells us that to be a part of the resurrection, we must eat of his flesh and drink his blood. I think perhaps he meant several things. That we ought to take the sacrament, that we ought to listen to and trust in his words, but also that we should find the true food that God has given us in so many ways, the true food of love and life. So this morning, enjoy the beautiful music and use it, along with the rest of our service, to nourish you into everlasting life in Christ. Amen. Amen.